0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. We got an excellent episode for you guys today, despite the fact that the sporting calendar itself is relatively dry, okay? Obviously, basketball is over, hockey's over, football's not going on, we have baseball, but baseball isn't even on the list of topics today because of all the insanity that's gone in the sports world. So we will cover everything from NBA Summer League to Kevin Durant folding like a wet paper towel, softest guy in the league, and Zach Wilson has found himself in a bit of trouble, all right? So we got all those things to talk about. We're really excited to get into it, but otherwise, we appreciate you guys tuning in to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. My name is Ryan. It will be a solo episode for me today. Okay, but let's just get into it.
1: The Phenomenal Fan Podcast, a podcast by the fan for the fan.
0: We're back. We're back with episode 31. Phenomenal fan podcast. We got a lot to talk about in the world of sports because, like I said, it's been pretty crazy. Okay. It's been pretty crazy so far. We've got the NBA Summer League, we've got Kevin Durant being a you know what, and it's been fun. It's been a pretty, you know, entertaining time in sports. When in reality, this is normally, uh, you know, the time of the year where things are slow. Uh, there's not much sports going on. It's like, ah, oh, man, what do we watch? What do we do? We got baseball. I guess we got, you know, all-star game for baseball and stuff coming up here in the next week. But we've got some action. All right. So, first of all, one thing I wanted to just touch on before we get into the Zach Wilson drama, before we get into even uh, the Kevin Durant situation... I wanted to talk just quickly about the NBA Summer League. Okay. I think the NBA Summer League is a brilliant, absolutely brilliant concept. It's brilliantly executed, it is brilliantly covered. Think about in the rest of these other leagues. I know basketball kind of allows for the summer league type stuff to happen in the first place. But if you have in the NFL, for example, you have all these guys taken in the first few rounds of the draft, superstar players, right? First round picks. And then you you have the opportunity to watch these guys go play like seven on seven football or watch them go through like a, a extended training camp with some scrimmages. It's different like I said because, you know, football is not it's the most physical sport. Even even baseball or even hockey. Right? Baseball guys get drafted. Okay, yeah, they go to the minor leagues. But that's not the same as the NBA Summer League. Okay? And there's no such thing as the MLB Winter League or the NFL Spring League. But There should be in all the sports because at the NBA summer league is awesome. It's got the guys that were just drafted mixed in with some guys that have been in, you know, in affiliated basketball with those teams. Some guys are not necessarily young either, maybe a little bit older, some veterans that are looking to get some nationally televised playing time, right? It's on ESPN, ESPN, And then you could see basically just all those guys mixed together, and it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome, and I love the concept of it. And that is a lot coming from a guy like me who is not a huge NBA fan. I'm just, I'm not a a big NBA guy, but I think they are geniuses for putting together a product like the NBA Summer League. I think the Summer League should be A thing to be modeled after for the rest of the leagues in some capacity. And by the way, the NBA is just making more money. So good for the NBA. It's a great concept. It's good to see, like, you know, a big talking point in the world of sports in the last week or two was Chet Holmgren. And Chet Holmgren is an NBA player, and it's the middle of July And we're talking about Chet Holmgren two weeks after the draft, three weeks after the draft. Why? Because he's in the NBA Summer League. He's playing ball with some guys that are same type of caliber players. And it's fun to talk about. And then not only all that, you know, hoopla or whatever, but you can see how the guys will translate at the next level, like almost immediately. It's a great idea. The NBA Summer League is awesome. Think about, like I said, uh, just off the top of my head here, uh, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver for Ohio State, gets drafted by the New York Jets. Perfect. How does Garrett Wilson do against other guys in the NFL? I don't know. Throw some pads on him. Put some other guys that were drafted this year, DBs in the first round, Cincinnati uh, Sauce Gardner, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, one-on-one with pads on. And pay them. I mean, pay them to do it because I think these, you know, these NBA guys are getting paid, but pay them. Throw, throw routes, jump balls, one on ones, seven on seven, anything. How fun would that be, dude? It'd be fucking awesome. So I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. Just throwing it out there. But I love the NBA Summer League. I think it's a great concept. And I think other leagues should try to find a way to integrate something like that in their sport because it's great. It's absolutely great. On the topic of basketball, Kevin Durant, as everybody knows, he's on the Nets, but he wants to leave the Nets. He wants to get traded. He goes into the office of the owner or the head coach or whoever in in Brooklyn and says, "Uh, get me the fuck out of here. And all the teams in the NBA start salivating and start sending their best trade packages. Rumors are swirling. Is he going to go to Phoenix? Is he going to go to Miami? Okay, who knows? And in my opinion, frankly, who cares? Because it's a problem in the NBA, and Adam Silver addressed it uh, yesterday, s- specifically with Kevin Durant and the trade requests, but more so the broad scope of trade requests in the NBA, because essentially what this essentially what the NBA is turning into is a league where contracts just don't matter. They just don't matter. And that's not a league. Uh, That a lot of people are going to like, not a lot of people are going to enjoy. You're going to lose the diehard fans, and then you're going to turn into a giant fan base of just like everyone's just like roots for like players. And there's no like team loyalty. There's no uh, tradition. There's nothing like that. It just turns into, oh, well, I want to play on the Nets this year. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, I want to play on the Suns this next season. Oh, that didn't work. All right, next year I'll play in Miami. No, that's not how, unless you want to be a guy that signs one-year deals, right? Then, okay. So putting a lot of faith, you know, in in your your level of play, putting a lot of faith in staying healthy. But Adam Silver addressed the, the Kevin Durant trade request, and he said that we don't like to see players requesting trades. I would love for the focus to be on the play in, on the court, Right. Uh, Adam Silver confirmed that the league will be looking into remedies regarding players requesting trades early on to their contracts. Or, did I say that right? Oh, yeah. Adam Silver confirmed the league will be looking into remedies regarding players requesting tra- requesting trades early into their contracts. So, he's looking for remedies, I guess. But I think more so the broad scope topic that I wanted to talk about was... Not necessarily Kyrie wanting to leave, not necessarily uh, Kevin Durant wanting to leave, not necessarily guys forcing their way out of places because trades, trades happen, right? It happened with, you know, LeBron said, hey, Russ, we want you to come over from Washington, sends a few guys over, uh, and, and there you go. AK-47 highlights says the Nets are going to be bad depending on the trade. Just for your your guys' knowledge, uh, listening onto the podcast through Spotify, Apple, or some other method, or watching it afterwards, or any anything past the live recording, got some people in the chat during our podcast, and I would prefer to address them, you know, because it's fun to talk to these guys. It's cool to get some insight, get some feedback, immediate feedback. On the stuff we're talking about. So I'm talking about Kevin Durant right now. Somebody in the chat says the Nets are going to be bad. Depending on the trade. That's probably true. Somebody else said that Kyrie. Mario uh, Mario Maldonado said Kyrie wants to get traded. From the Nets too. Obviously if the Nets lose Kyrie. And the Nets lose Kevin Durant. They're going to be horrible. Obviously. Uh, but I think. Overall. It's an issue that needs to be addressed. We just talked about it. Adam Silver said he's going to address it.
1: And I think the more broad spectrum,
0: uh, the more broad spectrum issue that needs to be talked about. Kevin Durant is constantly being mixed into the conversation as one of the best players in the league as an active player. He's mixed into the conversation. Well, yeah, I would say that Kevin Durant on a year in a year out basis is mixed into the conversation
1: of best player in the league. He's also in the conversation, you know, is he in the,
0: is he in the top? Is he in the NBA 75? Uh, Kevin Durant, NBA 75, NBA
1: 75. Is he on the list? Uh, it looks like it. It looks like he's on the 75th anniversary team. Okay. So not only is Durant in the conversation for best player in the league
0: year in and year out, he's on the NBA 75 all-time greats list. He's held at such a high level as in some cases he should be because he's a good player. But I don't think I know of a player in another sport. In the NBA or another sport that is as scared of adversity. As Kevin Durant. I also don't know if I've ever seen another player in the NBA or in any other leagues who is as insecure. As Kevin Durant I think LeBron is up there as a pretty insecure guy I think I think uh, who's another player maybe just overall that's pretty insecure um, I think there's a few guys that are insecure I think Guys that go to more favorable situations to allow themselves to have more immediate success, in my opinion, are extremely insecure. LeBron was really insecure about his legacy and not winning the championship rings, and then the comparison between him and Michael Jordan and the big gap being championships. So he takes his talents down to South Beach, wins a couple rings, then he goes back to Cleveland, tries to win one for them, gets one goes to LA, gets one. So LeBron has been sort of ring-chasing, but LeBron James is probably a top two to three player of all time in the history of the league, right? Kevin Durant, anytime, anytime Kevin Durant runs into or even suspects that there's going to be a little bit of adversity in his future situations, he runs, he turns... And runs the opposite direction as fast as he possibly can. With his tail tucked between his legs. That's a fact. That is an absolute fact. Okay? Kevin Durant goes to... And by the way, this didn't start immediately. Because he didn't have... uh, He didn't have the... uh, He wasn't a star enough early on in his career to be able to just demand trades. Okay? But now, he is... And he was a, a, in Golden State, or I should say even before that, in Oklahoma City. Okay. Uh, how many years did he spend in Oklahoma, in, uh, Oklahoma City? I want to say it was like five. Uh, basketball reference has, oh, well, a lot more than five. Okay. I'm an idiot. One, two,
1: three,
0: four, five, six, seven, eight seasons in uh, the, uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, points per game averages
1: around just under 30 in most of those games. Um, but he played pretty well towards the end, a little bit, a little bit of a decline
0: in level of play. It's irrelevant. The point is Kevin Durant towards the end of his career. In Oklahoma City started to see the team head in the wrong direction and said get me out of here soon as possible I want a ring and I want the easiest path to the ring so he goes to Golden State gets traded
1: or signed he goes to Golden State wins a couple rings Golden State uh, how many years did he play there three years Three years in Golden State for Kevin Durant. He gets hurt. He comes
0: back and says, what's the easiest possible path for me to go back to winning championships? How about I build a super team with Kyrie in Brooklyn and James Harden and we run the East for years to come? First year with them, doesn't work out. Second year with them, James Harden says, I don't like Brooklyn. He forces his way out with a trade. They get Ben Simmons, Kyrie's Spotty playing in and out, hurt. COVID is what it is. They don't make it very far in the NBA playoffs again. Kevin Durant says, wow, this team's not trending in the right direction, and I might have to deal with
1: a little bit of adversity in the coming years. Get me out of here. Not only is that
0: damaging to a guy's legacy, but overall, it's just soft. It's just soft. It makes me, as a potential teammate of somewhere that he may get traded to, or on the team that he's with now, really reevaluate what his motives are as a player. Does he want to play to win for the team? Of course. Of course he does. He wants to put up good numbers. He wants the team to do well. But what happens when the team goes through a tough stretch? Is KD going to shut it down? Is he already thinking about next destinations? Is he already thinking about how to, how to find a more
1: favorable situation? <laughs> Is he? I don't know that. How am I supposed to know? I'm, I'm one of his teammates. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? This guy doesn't want to play. We're lo- we've lost 5 games in a row. Oh great.
0: Now Dirt, now Kevin's out. He he's mentally checked out. Perfect. Uh we're only a 7 seed in the playoffs. Nope, he doesn't want to be a part of it.
1: I mean, how how annoying. How annoying is that? It's so stupid, man. I just don't get how how you can
0: do that to teams and to to organizations who get you they're excited to have you go through a little bit of adversity god forbid and next thing you know you're toast you're gone you want out of there it's pretty soft in my opinion and i don't think a lot of people would do what he does and don't a lot of people don't do what he does They honor contracts they do separate things uh to get themselves in a more favorable situation with the team they're with so
1: That's pretty much been the NBA news for the most part. And like we mentioned, there's been some other news. Now, nothing
0: about this news is, you know, like nobody's like seriously hurt. It's nothing like uh, devastatingly sad. It's nothing, of course, like that, because if it was, We'd probably be a lot more delicate uh,
1: with that information, but one thing that did happen over the last week or two is Jets quarterback, Zach
0: Wilson, finding himself in the middle of some serious drama. So Zach Wilson dated a girl named Abby Guile. Both of them being from uh, the Utah area. Both of them going to BYU. Zach Wilson was with Abby when he got drafted by the Jets. Subsequently, they had broken up in January. Following their breakup, his ex-girlfriend Abby started dating
1: Zach Wilson's college roommate, Dax Milne. Got it. Okay. the ex-girlfriend was getting a lot of heat because
0: everyone's like, "What, uh, what is the deal with
1: Homie Hopper, Abby Guile? What's the deal? Why are you bouncing to his best buddy? She goes, well, I only
0: bounced to his best buddy because he was sleeping with
1: one of his mom's friends while we were together what uh what and somebody in the comments uh followed up with that and said lol it's true i know the best friend's mom and she freaked out about it for a while I don't know what is going on with Zach Wilson, and also it's not my business. The guy wants to be a
0: the guy wants to be a cougar hunter. All power to him, man. Go for it. But I think the one thing that is disturbing, maybe if you're the New York Jets, is that your franchise star quarterback is making headlines for. Stuff that's not football related, and that's not ideal for the Jets. But what I will say is any PR is good PR. Zach Wilson then gets back on social media.
1: What did he, uh, he said. (laughs) Uh, he said. Let me find it on Instagram.
0: He just got back from a trip, he said. Uh, His last post was today. And it was a little Instagram reel with him and his buddies working out, going off on a little retreat up in the mountains, working out, getting in shape, building a little bit of team camaraderie with the boys, all the stuff that you honestly do really love to see. But he said, took the boys to... uh, uh let it, what
1: is this gozera ranch club Gazer ranch club um took the boys uh
0: to a, a, ex- a exclusive well not exclusive i would say uh an ex. yeah i would say exclusive excluded more so there it is uh took the boys to an, an excluded little ranch club in idaho before we start camp didn't have any cell service what did I miss? <laughs> uh, he obviously knows he missed a lot. He knows. Uh, he knows that there's been some stuff going around, I think, more so. I think more so it just shows it's it's actually pretty uh, good move from Zach Wilson right there to show, hey, uh, you know, I've heard about it. I know what's going on. I don't really give a shit because it's my life. These people can go around and and spread rumors, whether they're true or not. I'm playing football. I'm a really good-looking dude. And, you know, at the end of the day, not going to change how much money I make and the fact that I'm the quarterback for the New York Jets. So, Zach Wilson can do whatever he wants with his own personal life. It's not my problem. It's not your problem. It's not anybody's problem. Let's just hope that it doesn't impact his play on the field and he doesn't find himself in any more controversy or playing poorly and then getting asked by the media if his off-the-field drama had anything to do with it. Stuff like that, you never want to see. And I, I hope we don't see it. I don't think we will see it. But, you know, in the meantime, uh, it's funny. It's funny to talk about. It's a little bit of drama. It's a little bit of, little bit of he said, she said. And the just the, let's see, uh, Abby Giles' girlfriend is currently a student at Utah Valley University. She's a member of the school's dance group. It's not an LDS-sponsored school, uh, meaning it's not uh, sponsored by uh, the church, uh, the Mormon church, basically. The university offers an extensive Mormon studies curriculum and boasts the largest LDS institute program in the world. Meanwhile, Jets Jet's assistant equipment manager. Meanwhile, Jets assistant equipment manager Joe McMahon slammed, uh, slammed Dax Milne, the guy that's with Abby Guile Now, saying, "I don't know what's going to be the I don't know what's going to be the bigger joke, this relationship or your NFL career." Boom, roasted so there's zach wilson um in the news not with abby guile anymore the exact reason for their split is unknown since then she's removed her instagram account altogether according to 2021 new york post feature she and wilson were an item since high school god i got this fucking bug in front of me guys trying to swipe at it here uh the post quotes Kyle saying Wilson following his 20th. He's the most selfless. She She's quoted after his 20th birthday saying he's the most selfless, kind, hardworking person. I know I'm the luckiest girl in the world. And I have no idea what I did to deserve him. Now she breaks up with him. She's with Dax Milne and, uh, Zach Wilson has supposedly moved on as well to uh, a young lady named Nicolette Delano, I guess. She's an influencer. I, I I don't know. I have no idea who she is, but uh, this isn't the first time that Zach Wilson's mom has made her way into the headlines. In the past few years, she's posted rants on Instagram against mask mandates, promoting hydroxychloroquine as a COVID-19 cure and supporting ex- president Donald Trump. So Zach Wilson's mom has been in the, in the news in the past for controversial comments Political comments, basically. So,
1: it's interesting to see that. It's interesting to see, I don't know, Zach Wilson, uh,
0: you know, being in the news for something that's just not really football related. But I think it's hilarious. I think it's absolutely hilarious that uh, he's still part of this. Because, again, it's probably going to be all gone and forgotten uh, by the time the season actually starts. But, I mean, hopefully it is. Hopefully, like I said, it doesn't go off the field. It doesn't impact him. It doesn't hurt his level of play. I can't imagine it will. He seems like a pretty strong-minded, strong-willed guy. But it's just funny to talk about. Basically, Zach Wilson is a cougar hunter, and his ex-girlfriend is the one who made it public. So, good for Zach Wilson. Go after whoever you could get. Do what you need to do, brother. It's not my problem. It's not my ordeal. And, you know, it is what it is, boys. But otherwise, we wanted to keep this episode nice and brief. We appreciate you guys tuning in for the half hour that you did. It was a fun episode. There's a lot of stuff, like we said, that's going on. But, unfortunately, we are in the bit of the lull in the sporting calendar. So, once we get football back up and running... We'll be firing off as much content as we possibly can. We're going to be back live here in a few minutes with the baseball show. For those of you watching live, for those of you who are listening elsewhere,
1: check out, check out our baseball-only podcast, Between the Stitches.
0: Baseball-only show, part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. That will also have a new episode here shortly. But for the rest of you guys, thank you very much for tuning in. As always, we appreciate it. We'll catch you guys on episode 32 next time around. And Otherwise, Zach Wilson, just keep get at, getting after it, brother. All right. Thanks for listening to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. Want more? Follow us on social media and subscribe to Patreon for exclusive content.